0: Lord, I love you more than anything. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. 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 Audio, video, five, four, three, two, one. And we are live. Again, we are so thankful and we're grateful. We like to also say that uh, due to the hurricane, uh, during we are uh, uh, getting together, uh, trying to trade a load of uh, um, supplies and goods. We're going to be sending them to the outer bank, if God's willing, to the outer banks of North Carolina. Uh, we're supposed to be contacting some people on tomorrow. Uh, we did contact in Charleston, South Carolina, and the other areas, and they said they were okay, but there was a need in the outer bank because there's an island there that's been cut off uh, from, from people. And so uh, I'm to contact uh, the Salvation Army because that's who we spoke with uh, um, uh, this past week. And they gave us that information. So we have flyers out. We have other churches also that's committed to help us and assist us in the effort so that we can uh, help those that's in need right now. And we're thankful and grateful to the Lord because it could have been a, a cat five all the way through. But we're praying for the people in the Bahamas. We have a friend there, and we were able to speak with her. and, And she was talking about how difficult it was and the things that they needed. And we're going to continue to lift them up in prayer. We're going to continue to lift them up in prayer. Because we don't never know when that thing is going to um, bypass them and end up in the United States and really be at a cat five. And that'd be total destruction. So we want to make sure that we do whatever we can. Our uh, Our list that we have. Uh, our flyer that we have, we, we're asking for water. Uh, we're asking for s- different supplies, things of that sort, cleaning supplies. So we want to make sure in canned food. We want to make sure that we're able to get those things over to um, the to the outer bank to make sure that uh, they have the things that they need so we're thankful and we're grateful we'll pray that uh those that would and can please bring some type of supplies and i will you know share some further information with you later but right now it's time for the word amen amen it must be something god gonna say because we've definitely been in a battle this morning so let's give god a hand clap of praise once again for the word amen
1: good morning church Praise God. Praise God. Let's give him some praise this morning. Let's give our God some praise this morning once again. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you, Lord. We want to thank you for all that you have done for us. All that you're doing, you've been a mighty good God to us, and we just want to bless your name this morning. I honor the battle, because the battle is not mine, it's the Lord's, and I'm going to leave it in. for you God is tired he's made us warriors and we become so accustomed to this world that the world is making us a bunch of wimps it's causing us to leave God behind and Take on the things that are inappropriate for our lives and for us to get to the place where he would have us to be. Amen? Amen. But God wants to talk to us this morning in a continuation of last week. We talked about Elijah the prophet. Elijah is means Yahweh is God or God is God. This week we're going to be dealing with Elisha who came after Elijah. Elisha is the spirit of salvation. His name means God is my salvation. We're talking about salvation here. So our title today is The Call of Elijah, translated as being The Call of Elijah. salvation. Amen. Amen. Let's go to the book of 1 Kings 19 verses 19. Amen. Let's see what the Lord has to say. I pray this morning that our ears are open (coughs) and I pray that we're at a point in time in our life from being defeated so much that we're willing to give God a chance. How many of you here are willing to give God a chance? Just willing to give him a chance, you know? Come outside yourself. Forget about you. It ain't about you. But give God a chance. You see, you see, as a preacher, we preach and we preach and we preach and we preach, and sometimes it Seems like we're just preaching to dead people. But it's time for us to allow salvation to resurrect us. I say it's time, people. Now, if if, if I get a little tough up here today, because I'm known to do that, because I care about your soul. But I want you to understand it's not going to be against you that I'm being tough. It's that enemy that's in you. That Ahab spirit that we talked about, that thing that always hinders us. And instead of us standing up to it, we cower down and run in a cave. Even when we're on the top of the mountain, we run in a cave. Yet God is doing so much in our life. It is God that gives us. The power to attain wealth. It is God that gives us the help to get up in the morning and go to work. It's God that gives us the money in our pocket. It's God that gives us the food. It's God. it's God. It's God. It's God. It's not you. It's God. And I don't care how smart you think you are in your stupid intellect. I'm talking to man now. It makes no difference. It's God, deacon no Reese. It's God. And the sooner we recognize that it is God, the better off our lives are going to be. Because I'm going to tell you something, the God that I serve and the God that you serve or you say you serve is not going to tarry forever. There's going to be a reckoning. And if you think that you're man enough to stand up to God when God calls, then I'm going to try to help you this morning because you really need help. I don't feel like playing with you no more, church. I've never played with you, but I sure enough don't feel like playing with you now because I see what the enemy is doing, you know, but you see, I've been put here to f- help you fight this battle. As your overseer, I'm here to, f- to help you fight. Any good general will fight for his people. A good one will. The word of the Lord says in 1 Kings 19, verses 19, so he departed thence. This is Elijah. And I, he, he's coming from Mount Horus. And God is about to remove him. He's about to remove him because a greater one is about to come. And he departed thence, and he found Elisha. Elisha means the spirit of salvation. And knowing that he is the God of my salvation. And notice that Elisha is the son or the builder. That word son means builder of Shephat. And Shapheth means judge. How many of y'all know that God will judge us? (laughs) Now, notice what he was doing, Elisha, when Elijah came to him. The Word of God says he was plowing. Mm -hmm. That means he was working, right? Every time God shows up to do his thing in us, he wants to find us working. When David was anointed, David was on the backside doing what? Working, tending to the sheep. That's work, right? That's why we have to be on our post. When Moses saw God and God gave him the instructions, where did Moses meet God at? On the back side of the mountain. And what was he doing? Working. He was looking for the sheep. Hey, you, you, you hear what I'm saying? When Elijah came to find Elisha, where Elisha was, on the back side in a field somewhere, doing what? Somebody say he was working. He wasn't sitting on his butt. He was working. Plowing. Plowing means what? And you don't plow unless you intend to plant something. Amen? Amen. Come on, y'all. Now, this thing that he was about to plant was the seed. And the Bible says that the seed is the Word of God. Salvation was at work, Elisha. Sowing or plowing up what we call fallow ground. Let's deal with this fallow ground. And, and and we'll get back to this scripture in a minute. But let's go to Hosea 10:12. I would suggest you just, since it's a hard book to find for some, I would suggest you just look up here, and hopefully it'll be up here on on the screen. Look what salvation, Elishu, when he was plowing. Look what he was to do. He was, he's telling us God is. He's telling us to sow to yourselves in what? Righteousness. Mm -hmm. You can't sow righteousness into yourself unless you sowing the word of God into yourself. Mm -hmm. You ain't all that. That's in your own silly mind. Church. You think you're all that. You're not all that. It's all in your silly minds. And our own silly minds is what get us destroyed. Amen? Amen. Right here. Right here. Right here is where frustration comes. Right here is where destruction comes. Right here is where unrighteousness and sin comes. Right here. Right here is where poverty comes from. Why? Because it is. Because it is right here. Minister, will you put that back up there for me again, please? He said, to yourselves, sow to yourselves in righteousness. Remember, the spirit of salvation was about to sow into a righteousness. And if you sow into yourselves righteousness, then you'll reap mercy. How many of y'all want some mercy from God? How many of y'all tired of being destroyed by your own infidelities? And then he said, now, break up your fallow ground. You see, there are some things in us, you know, that need to be broken up. See, that word fallow ground there means good ground. Because what good is it to break up ground and the ground ain't no good and you're going to sow something? What good is it to take the righteousness of God and sow it into sinful attributes? What good is that going to do? And expect To reap mercy. Huh? You see, every seed has its own body. If you sow sin, you're going to get a harvest of sin, right? And a a harvest is always more than a seed. So if you sow a seed of sin, you're going to get a harvest of destruction in your life. And when destruction comes... Can't nobody get you out of that. Because it's sent to destroy you. Now it said, break up your fallow ground, for it is time, listen church, for it is time to seek the Lord till he comes and rain righteousness upon you. Get over yourselves and your pity parties. We've been crying to God too long because of our own stupid pity parties. Come on. Time out. It's time to stand like a man and go and show yourself to Ahab that hindering spirit and tell it to go back to hell where it come from. Amen. 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 Notice, I'm not at you, but I'm at that spirit of destruction that's in you. Understand? I'm not at me. I'm at that spirit of destruction that's in me because it's in us all. And it's always trying to get us to do something stupid. And then we want to blow our brains out because we were stupid. Because instead of us going to the Lord, we went to ourselves. And every time we go to ourselves, guess what's going to happen? Destruction. Destruction. So he says, now you need to break up your fallow grounds, sow to yourselves cells in righteousness, so that you can reap some mercy. Now going back to First Kings nineteen nineteen, we see that he's plowing. See, salvation mm-hmm, is at work for us right now plowing trying to prepare our souls to hear the planting of the word of the Lord plowing with twelve yoke. twelve is the divine purpose of God in man remember that and this divine purpose of God that's in man has a yoke of Twelve oxen. See, y'all know what a yoke is? That's something that will control you, the beast in you. Amen? Amen. See, something has to control that beast in you. So the, the, the divine purpose of God is Elisha, the spirit of salvation, is doing a work through the physical life. That we have. You see, God has us on this earth in a physical life with carnal aspirations that we are supposed to allow the Spirit of the living God to control in effort to break up that fallow ground, that good ground in us, so that we can sow seeds of righteousness into it. You understand what I'm saying up in here? And he, 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 with the twelve, when he was out there working, here comes Elijah. And Elijah, the one that knows God, he takes his anointing, his mantle, and he throws it on him. He just throws it on him and keeps it going. Elisha realizes what's going on. So he tells him, look. Let me go deal with my family. Then I'm going to come on and follow you. So Elisha goes on, deals with his family, takes one of the yolks, cooks it, they eat it. Then he follows Elijah. But Elijah keeps telling him to go back, go back. But he said, uh-uh. I'm going to see where you're going. You see, seek the Lord until he's found and rain righteousness upon you. That's what Elisha was doing. He wasn't taking no for an answer because he didn't feel good that morning. He wasn't taking no for an answer because he had worked all week long. He didn't take no for an answer because he'd been doing drugs or drinking liquor all night long. It don't make no difference what you was doing it don't he He didn't say no because he had been out running women all night he, no no, no, I'm not going to turn back. I might not be where I need to be, but I'm still going to follow you because I want to see where you're going. I want to see where you're going. Old folks say, I'm going to run on and see what the end is going to be. See, I'm going to run on. Now, I want you to run with me. You can even walk with me, and I'll help you. But for me, I got to work out my own salvation with fear and trembling you got to do it for you. Nobody else can do it. Until you are ready, then all you're going to have in life is frustration, agony, always be in need because, first of all, when good come, we can't even see that good is coming. So what we do, we can't, And we take what belongs to God, and we act a fool with it. And now look, you think the devil cares something about you? The, The thief, the thief, I say the thief came to steal, kill, and destroy us. He doesn't love us. So God gives to us, and we allow the thief to take from us. Anything that's taken from you, anything that's destroying you, anything that's killing you is of the devil. That's the end of the story. Ain't no but about that. That's just the way it is, church. 2 Kings 2, verse 11. Are we there? Watch this. Now, he's following it. And the Bible says that, and it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire. That's a spiritual vehicle. See, see, y'all might not know it, but you can't leave up out of here in flesh and blood. you got to have a spiritual vehicle to move up out of here. Amen? Now, 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 now there appeared a chariot of fire, which is a spiritual vehicle vehicle and it had horses or the power of fire which is the power of the Holy Ghost are you with me and parted them both asunder and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into where somebody say the spirit realm uh huh because see all this is happening inside of you You've been looking back yonder. No, you need to start looking on the inside of you about what's taking place. So Elijah goes up in a whirlwind. Well, do you know what that whirlwind means? You know, when you are being released in the spirit realm from the physical realm, that whirlwind means an emptying out. There are some things that's going to be, have to be released, emptied out. So he went up in a whirlwind because God was doing a work, emptying some things out, you see. Because the Bible say the former things, you don't even think about them no more. Former things have passed away. All things become new. Whoever you going to love, you better love them now. Because all this crap that they talk talking about, oh, I'm going to meet my mommy in heaven. No, you're not. The Bible says everybody's gonna have a new name, and the only one you know is the one you got. Ain't that what it say? Amen. So, so you better love what you're gonna love now. Because when you leave here, it's gonna be a whole different thing. A whole different new realm. And if you did see your mammy, you wouldn't even know her. Because she's gonna be looking totally different. And acting totally different. And guess what? So are you. All things have become new. Not some things, but all things. I wish I could keep y'all concentrating up in here. Because the spirit of fire is on me this morning. And I need for y'all to hear this word. Because the devil is cunning. It'll use every trick to make it look like it's all right to do it, and you'll miss something. And the thing you miss will be the very thing that caused you to get the bullet that God intended for you not to have. Better wake up. Better wake up. I'm trying to help you now. I'm trying to help you up in here. See, it's time that an apostle, there are certain times that an apostle have to stand up over the house and get everything in order. And put the fear of the Lord where it's supposed to be. Amen? Amen. All right. All right. Now look at verse 12. Now, when Elisha saw it, the spirit of salvation, he cried, My father, my Father. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Now we know that Jesus Christ is the spirit of salvation. Because he's the one that brought us salvation. Amen. Amen. What did he cry on the cross? Eloi, Eloi, Sabathani, Lama, Sabbathani. Okay. Which means, Father, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? What did he cry when he saw Elijah leave? He cried out. Father, father, mm-hmm. and Elisha saw it and he cried, "My father, my father!" The chariot of Israel, which is the spiritual vehicle of Israel, and Israel is those who shall—we are Israel—the chariot of Israel and the horsemen or the power thereof—and he he didn't see him no more. And he took his took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two people. How many of y'all ready to tell yourself in two? Hmm? How many of you are willing to take your own clothes? Down? You see, it's the same thing that happened on Calvary. The curtain was split. Y'all remember? Where well, a man could walk right on in. Until you... Grab a hold to your own garment, your physical insanity, and rend it, you'll never be able to walk in. He walked in. Tore his clothes, walked in. Walked into what we call a new dimension. Amen? Amen. Mm-hmm. Now, when he walked into that new dimension, mm-hmm, he did it he rent them in <coughs> how many pieces? Two pieces. Meaning that he was in a covenant relationship now. Amen? Because two is a covenant. It takes two to go in a covenant or contract. Alright. Let's move on. And he took up also the mantle, the anointing, the covering of Elijah that fell from Elijah and went back. And he stood by the brink of the Jordan. You see what happened? When Elijah went up Something dropped. The anointing. It dropped. But notice something. Something took place here. You see, Elijah, the one that knows that God is God, only has a single anointing. A a single portion of the anointing. But Elisha, when you know that God is your salvation and you become saved, you get a double portion. Huh? See, Elisha, (laughs) had a double portion of what Elijah had because he had come closer. See, the closer you get to God, the more powerful you become. I'm going to say it again. I say the closer you get to God, the more powerful you become. And that's where you get to the point where you can call those things out that aren't as though they were. You understand what I'm saying? So as we get closer and closer and closer to God, you see, all kind of things are opening up. Crazy, crazy blessings are coming again. But they don't come without opposition, people. These things come with opposition. And what God does is God takes the mentally weak, those who love to be depressed, those who love to always be in the war's me, those that love to be in them storms and don't never, sun don't never shine. We know a fellow, storm don't never shine. Every time we see him, I'm going through the storm. Son, do the sun ever shine for you? Because every time we see you, been knowing him 20 years, and every time we see him, he in a storm. My God, son, has the sun not ever shined for you? <laughs> God, God from heaven. If the sun did shine, he'd stand and saw a storm so much that he wouldn't be able to see the sun no way. And he don't know that even in the sun, the sun still, even in the storm, the sun sun still shines. You just got nowhere to look. That's why my best days is on stormy days. I always tell them, I don't like, I love it. Because it causes me to see through the clouds and be able to see the sunshine. When I'm going through, I tell my baby, baby, don't worry about it. God got it. I'm worried about you. Don't worry about me. I'm a big boy. I go through things, but that's, That's a man. You know what I'm saying? It's all right. It ain't going to last forever. Just trust God. Sometimes you just got to, ladies, that's hard for you to do, but because you'll mess things up. You got to learn how to just be a praying woman and say, God, you you take care because I know you will. You can't drive in on a man all the time. You can't do that. Because you think you got the right to. No, you don't. You just need to. Shh. Y'all ain't mad at me, all you ladies. I'm trying to help you. You get over it. Amen. You get over it. Because y'all know I'm telling the truth. A lot of times we put our mouth on it and we just make things worse. Sometimes it's best to let that old joker just lay, go on back there and lay down and leave him alone. Leave him alone. No, he won't argue to himself. He won't argue to himself. He'll argue at you. but he ain't going to argue to himself. He want peace. Leave him alone. Man, don't be wanting to hear that. Leave him alone. He'll be all right. And you'll be all right, too, if you learn that. You don't like that, do you, Annie? You want to talk. Don't. Uh-uh. Preach talking. Preach talking. He. He's he trying to bring out what God would have for his people to know. Amen? Amen? See, don't forget. Don't look at me as a man up here. It's God speaking up in here to get the church right and keep it right. Amen? See, we just told you, sometimes you need to, shh. now watch this, he stood on the brink, on the bank of the Jordan, Jordan is the spiritual stream of life, verse 13, now verse 14 says, now look what he did. And he took the mantle, the anointing of Elijah that fell from him, and he hit the waters, mm-hmm. waters is the refreshing in the spirit realm, and said, where is the God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten or hit the waters, look what happened. They parted hither and thither. And in other words, they went both directions like the Red Sea. And Elisha went over. Remember, you got to learn how to. The the Jordan is the spiritual stream of life. We got to learn how to cross over that Jordan. Amen. Y'all heard the old folks say, I'm crossing over Jordan. They knew what they was talking about. They may have not had the, the, the depths of the revelation, but they knew what they were talking about. You see, you got to cross over to Jordan now before you can cross over it later. If you don't cross over it now and get saved, you ain't going to be able to cross over to Jordan later. You're going to blow it. See, we see a lot of us in this old, what we call this old millennial stage, or whatever this old stupid stuff they be Talking about out here now. Look here, I call it stupid. Whatever. What we got to understand is God is still God. It don't make no difference what day and age we living in. The word is still the word. It ain't gonna change. And when you do wrong, you get wrong. And when you do right, you get right. But when you sow them seeds of wrong. Those seeds aren't going to be eradicated. That harvest still going to come up. Yes, so so, so don't get fooled now. You reap what you sow. You just have to start sowing some better seeds, you know, and eventually all that old ugly stuff will get out of the way and, and, and the good harvests'll begin to take shape. Do it make sense to you? Because I'm, I'm really trying to help us up in here today, and God is trying to help all of us. Now, now he went on and he took that, and he walked on in. Now, let's go to uh verse nineteen. In that same chapter. Can I get it up there, Minister Hill? If if we got it. And the men of the city, the city here, we're going to have an encounter. When you see that word city, you're having an encounter with something, okay? Y'all know what it is to have an encounter with something? That means you're becoming affiliated with something, you know, and it's becoming affiliated with you. And the men of the city said unto the spirit of salvation, Behold, I pray thee, the situation of this city, this encounter, is pleasant. Watch this. As my Lord said, but the water, which is the word, and the refreshing thereof, is not. And the ground is barren. Here's what's going on here. Salvation gives us a pleasant city, a pleasant encounter, right? It gives us a pleasant encounter with God. But there's a problem here. Would you put that back up, please, again, sir? But there's a problem with it. Can I get that scripture back up there again? But the water is not. Why? Because the water hasn't washed you yet. It's just in the beginning process. And until the water begins to do the work in you, the water is the world. I'm going to show you something. The ground is barren. See, when you first get saved, you're coming out of a barren land, right? You, you see, something got to happen in your life barrenness, a famine, something's got to happen to make you come to God and get saved. Something real strong. There has to be an encounter with God through something that you're going through that's done weakened you and allowed God to be strong in you because he said, in my weakness, in my infirmities, God is made strong in me. That's what he said. Now, I want you to go to Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, 526. Ephesians 526. I want you to look at this. We're talking about the water. Tell me when you get there. Now, this thing says that that he might, (coughs) Jesus Christ, God, might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the what water by what by word. the word so when you get saved the land is barren and the waters are not right yet because the water is a representation of something that comes by way of being cleaned by the word of God but you don't have that much word in you at that time right So that thing has to begin to do a cleansing, a sanctification, a setting apart. It takes time. That's why God tells us to be long-suffering with one another. But I'm not going to be long-suffering with the devil. That's trying to destroy God's people. See, there's a difference. See, you think I'm preaching at you, but I'm really preaching at them demons that's trying to hinder you when I get strong with this thing. You should know by now When Dr. Manley is preaching at you to help you and teach you and and when he's preaching to that demon, you should know me by now. When I preach hard, I'm preaching to a demon that's in you. But when I'm teaching, I'm preaching to you to build you up. There's a difference. Now, a lot of people get offended by the word because they don't understand the mechanisms of it. They understand it. So the Bible says now when offense comes, they get offended because of the word that came. I don't like it and I don't like him no more. I'm sorry. Do you like being beat on and destroyed by the world? So you hate those that love you, but you we go to those that hate us to try hey, aren't we a weird animal? I mean, really, come on, y'all. We're weird, aren't we? (laughs) That's why Jesus came to save us. So that we wouldn't be weird that we would become peculiar people, a holy people, a righteous people, a chosen generation who've been called out of darkness into the glorious light. Mm -hmm. Book of Peter. Let's go to 2 Kings 2.20. Wrapping it on up. Wrap it on up. Somebody say, wrap it on up. Wrap it, up. Wrap it on up. 2 Kings 2.20. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Watch this. 2 Kings 2.20. Over there. And he said, watch this. Bring me. This is Elisha. This is Elisha. This is the spirit of salvation. Do you know what he said? He said, "Bring me a new cruise." Now that new cruise is a a new soul. The soul. It, 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 that word cruise there means a, a a a vial. Y'all know what a vial is? Something that holds something. It's also a salt cellar. Salt. Cellar, a place where you put salt <laughs> you understand that because I'm going to break it down to you I'm going to make it real to you now soul is made up the vile, the cruise is made up of this mind-willing emotions right mm-hmm but there's a, a situation here the soul Inside the soul is what it's talking about here. Go to Matthew five thirteen. Matthew five thirteen. Can I get it up there? Look what he said. You, ye, you are the what? Salt. Of what? Uh-huh. Where was the salt? In the cruise, and what was the cruise? The salt cellar, the vile, which is your soul. You got it, in. you? You are the salt of the earth. See, you you got to have it in you. Now, but if the salt that's in you have lost its savour, where will it be? You ever tasted flat salt? Didn't have no sabre to it anymore, savor to it. It's no good. What good is it if the soft in us ain't no good no more? If it's done law. Yeah. What good is our testimony if our testimony has been shot all to you know what? That's right. It is this for no good for nothing but to be cast down or cast out and to be trodden under. By the foot of men. What this is saying is that ain't nobody going to care about what you got to say. They just going to walk over what you got to say. Because the salt ain't no more good in you. See, see, the man told him, Elisha, the spirit of salvation, say, look, bring me a new crew. You can't put new wine in old wineskin. You can't put a new piece of cloth on a, uh, I mean, an old piece of cloth on a new piece of cloth. Or a new piece of cloth on an old piece of cloth. That ain't gonna look right. He said, bring me a new. In other words, God is saying, bring me a new you. Cause I can't do I can't do what I need to do with that old one. See, I want to do something for you, a whole lot. I got a lot of things for you that I done put in you. All kinds of gifts. I got all kinds of blessings for you. But you keep bringing me the wrong vibe. I need a, a, a new you to put this salt in. Then the spirit of salvation asked for some salt, didn't it? He put it in the vial, didn't he? Now watch what he did. Watch what he did. He took that vial, and in verse twenty-one of Second Kings, the second chapter, verse twenty-one, he's. He said, and he went forth unto the what spring, spring of the waters. Somebody go to John four fourteen. <laughs> go to John four fourteen. Look what the spirit of salvation took. That vial with that salt, <coughs> and he cast that salt in that spring of the waters. Are you there, John four fourteen? Everybody there, don't you to see this? Watch this. John four fourteen. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I should give him, this Jesus talking, didn't read the letter. Uh huh. Shall never thirst. But the water that I give him shall be in him a well of water. Look at that word there, springing. Where did he take the water? Spring. To the spring, didn't he? And that's where he cast the salt there, didn't he? What he was saying is, if you just drink of this water here, it'll spring up into you everlasting life. Look what happened when he did that. Verse 20. I'm, I'm still on verse 21. It says, and he went forth until the spring of the waters. Uh-huh. That's that well that's springing up in you. Uh-huh. And he cast the salt in there and said, thus said, Lord, I have healed these waters in other words you know where you all depressed and there shall be from hence any more death or barren land what God is saying is when you get saved I've healed you and your land that you are in is going to begin to produce and you're going to stop killing things in your life but You're going to start letting things grow in your life. You know how we are. You know, things good get to growing in. Lord, help me, Jesus. And then we kill it because of that Ahab spirit. God bless us. We kill them. (laughs) That's what we do. God bless us again. We We kill it. That's that hindering spirit. That's that war between the spirit and the flesh. That Ahab spirit. Lord have mercy. I felt you, honey. I felt you. It's okay. It's all right. Holy Ghost knows. He got you. It's all going to be all right, sweetheart. It's all going to be all right. Everything's all right. See, I feel, I know what be going on in the people up in here because God shows. a great responsibility to be up here I need all y'all prayer this is not a joke especially in the times that we're living in now but look what God said in verse 22 so the waters were healed unto which day somebody say this day According to the saying of the Spirit of Salvation, Elishu, which He spake, God has spoken in our lives and over our lives that we are healed by way of His stripes. Mm-hmm. We're healed, y'all. We're healed. Remember the trench represented healing last week. And the seed that was put in the trench represented the word of God. When you put this word in you, healing will come. Amen. I don't care what it looked like. I don't care what you go up against because opposition is definitely going to come against you when you put this word in you. If you think you was catching hell, oh boy, put this word in you. But see, it's all a part of God's plan to get us to the next level. See, God has to put some fire behind us to get to move. You know, if you put a a fire behind a turtle, a turtle will have another gear or two. He could be the slowest thing in the world. But you put the right thing behind his butt, I guarantee you, he'll hit two more gear, won't he? And we will too. You get the right thing put behind your tail, you see. And if (laughs) if you think this world won't put it on you, try it just keep living am I making sense i being here today Amen. we just about through matter of fact we are through now let me ask you this what good would it do for me to keep on going if God saved you through tell me then I'd be then I'd be in myself I wouldn't be in God no more right huh so I'm through give God some praise up in the house
0: but you ended up with a harvest. And see, that's in the book. Whatever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. So if, you, if, if you're if you sowing to righteousness, I love that scripture. It's talking about sowing into righteousness. You're going to reap mercy. I need mercy, so i definitely got to sow some righteousness. Amen. I don't know about y'all, but when the Word is coming forth, I hear what God is saying. You know, if I want some mercy, I'd rather be sowing some righteousness. I can't be sowing no sin because whatever... Whatever we sow out there, that's what we're going to get back. So so I'm like, God, I I thank you. Help me. Help me, Lord. Help me. Now, everybody's there for themselves, right? But, you know, but the beauty of it, God's talked about the healing. Salvation is, oh, oh, my God. I can remember when I first got saved. I remember. I remember the day I first got saved. I used to go to church all the time. I was in church all the time. My mom and dad, they kept us in the church. And I was bit more no save than a man in the moon. I was teaching Sunday school. I was in the church teaching Sunday school. And on Saturday night, I was out there dancing with them. You, you feel me, brother? So you've been there too. I was dancing with them same people that I was teaching. Now, you know that, that wasn't right, Sister John. You know that wasn't right. I'm out that dancing with the same folks that I'm teaching. And I'm like, God, and I will never forget that Sunday, that, that Sunday when I was in church. And I went to this church, and I, this particular church I went to, they was all about dress. They had big hats on and all. I mean, you know, you had to dress. But I, I heard the Spirit of the Lord speak to me, and when he did, I found myself getting up out of my seat. And I was up in age, and I accepted Jesus Christ right then, and I never went back. I never went back, because see, when God do something in you, you know He done done it in you. I mean, it was. I mean, I, 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 my sisters and I we should be so very close, but when I got saved, the only thing was on my mind.